Welcome to the Spinster Life Podcast. I am back again with Mary Delia Allen. She is the author of Enjoy Your Solo, a book for anyone who wants to cultivate an experience with themselves and have a life with themselves. And today we're going to be talking about the holidays. I think that's something that single people often struggle with. How do you deal with the holidays? How do you deal with all the questions? How do you deal with all those big feelings that the holidays bring up? So yeah, let's get into it. Thank you so much for being here again. Of course. The holidays are a good microcosm, a good little tiny part that's reflective of the greater part of being single. Everything that you apply to managing being single at the holidays can be applied to the overall soul. Yeah. And I think you need to hear it more during the holidays because- For sure. We need to hear everything more during the holidays. It is- Yes, Just every, a big time I think everybody, year. everybody needs to hear everything more during the holidays about yes. self-care, setting reasonable expectations. So yes. yeah, how, do, how do you feel about the holidays? Just in so general. I am not a big holiday person. I am a party person. I was an event planner forever. I love a party. I like Christmas carols and I like Christmas lights and I'm not going to hold anything against a cookie. But the rest of it, I can take your leave, to be honest. I, yeah, I'm also kind of a Scrooge. I am very opposed to the Christmas creep. You know how like you start seeing Christmas decorations in August or like, you know what? October's too soon. Listen, November is too soon. Needs to move those pajamas. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, like like, we just, we like have Christmas in December. It does get to me a little bit that like we have to have this whole season in order to just be nice to each other. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, okay, so this one time of year, it's the holiday spirit. So we're all going to be nice to each other. We can't we fucking be nice to each other all of the time. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, it's the like people being nice makes me angry. <laughs> no, I mean, let's be nice all the time. Carry the holiday spirit all the time. And I yeah. like all the other holidays, but I just okay. am not so crazy about the Christmas. I, I love I love Valentine's Day. I love St. Patrick's Day. I love Halloween. I love all those. But just something about Christmas. You're a champion for some of those like smaller (laughs) holidays. Because this is like the granddaddy of them all. You know, like when you say the holidays, you mean that season between Thanksgiving and Okay, agreed. Right. That's kind of like what what you mean is you mean that this very specific end of the year capitalist, let's let's get our books in order. But I, I do really like Valentine's Day as a single. My whole life, I've really loved Valentine's Day. I think it celebrates love. I think it celebrates the chase, which singles are still participating in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you don't like, you don't, you don't take it personally. You don't have any of that like, oh, I'm alone on Valentine's Day and I'm sad. No, I, I used to throw a Valentine's Day party. I did for a very long time. I talk about it in my book, as a matter of fact, and I would have the ladies over to my house and we would have a gift exchange, racy, raunchy, or romantic. You did Valentine's the- Day before Valentine's Day was a thing. I did Valentine's Day before Valentine's Day was a thing. And, and I went to the thrift store and I fishing wired together ladies underwear and hung it in the bar. And we use it every year. And I was several years later, I was at a Catholic social event and this gentleman introduced himself and he was like, um, did you use to throw a party with underwear on the walls? <laughs> I was like, gee, I did. That was me. Correct. And the reason I, this is in my book too. The reason I threw that Valentine's Day party is because I went to a bachelorette party for somebody who was getting married and she and her fiance were very young and very attractive. And they were like late to stop because they were having sex. Like they had a very active 
obvious sex life. And here she was getting like seduction candles and how to keep a keep the mood alive. And I remember thinking, this girl does not need that. The single people need this. So that's yeah. where that party started. <laughs> I love it. So I, love it. I yeah. So I had the ladies over to my house and then we would go to the bar and meet the dudes. Like it was it was all kinds of <laughs> I had an all ball menu one year. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, like meatball, cheese ball, uh, rice spinach ball, ball. Spinach ball. Yeah, you just, yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can ball a lot of food. You can ball a lot of things. I did a meat <laughs> on a stick party one year. So, I, yeah, I've done, I feel pretty I, good. I think I see why you like Valentine's Day more than Christmas. It's just, it's more raunchy. Christmas is so wholesome and family oriented. It's always the phrase that comes up, isn't it? Like, it's for, children and for families and togetherness. That's what we're getting into. How do singles kind of deal with this expectation around Christmas that it's about families and togetherness? I don't see it that way. I mean, I've just been single for so long. I've been advocating for singles for so long that I just don't think it's only for families with a mom and a dad and kids and the whole. I, I think there's lots of ways to be festive. There's lots of traditions to celebrate the season. And traditions and rituals don't have to only apply to a group of people. You as a person can have your own rituals and it doesn't matter who's in your life and who's not in your life. You can say every Black Friday, I go, this is what I do. Every Black Friday, I go to Bath and Body Works at the mall up the street and I have an Egg McMuffin on the way home. I've had all kinds of Thanksgiving, but there's a McDonald's and a Bath and Body Works in most places and you can, I mean, that's kind of a dumb example, but. Um, no, but it's something that's. A like tradition easily, isn't. Yeah. yeah. It's easily transportable. It's like, it's easy to replicate. I guess that is part of a tradition. It needs to be something that you can replicate. It's something that you don't do usually. It's something that you look forward to. It's something that happens on an annual basis. It's, it's like something that like marks either the beginning of something or the end of something. And that sort of signals like, hey, it's Christmas time now. So, you know, now I I have my balsam scented candle. Christmas can begin. That's how I feel. You got your, you know, you went out of your way to get the egg McMuffin that you don't usually get. So like that's that's a holiday food, an egg McMuffin. It it is like it's a very traditional (laughs) holiday food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Traditions and rituals and celebrations and festiveness is not only for big groups of people around a perfect Norman Rockwell table. The point of it is to celebrate to be or be restorative. Those are two different things that can happen at the holidays and something out of the ordinary, something you look forward to. You can have one person, family of one, traditions. I love this reframing already because I think that is like part of what makes the holidays so hard is that we've grown accustomed. Like this is the message that's being put out by greater society. Your family of one, that's not a family. And that if you're doing the rituals, that means that the family of one, like you can be that. You are a valid family. This is 49% of US adults are single. If you are a person living alone and managing your own life, you are a family of one. And I believe that this starts to apply to you when you are 25 years old. Why do we not have language in our culture for the time before you get married? It's because you used to go from your parents' house to your husband's house. But now there's this time and we don't have 
language or rituals around it. You don't have a shower when you get your first apartment. You don't have a celebration when you sign up for your first electric bill. But you have to do all those things and they don't get celebrated the way coupling up does. So it's just a change that needs to come to culture and we can start it ourselves. Yeah. I think think Christmas is like one of the perfect times to start to do this. The principles that we're talking about applying to Christmas apply to the solo overall. You have to look at the Christmas traditions and say, wait, how can I apply this to my own life? And that's what you need to be doing overall. Celebrating a holiday is a privilege. It's a privilege of having your health and safety and the financial resources. It is a privilege and it is a resource. And you have to decide how you're going to use that resource to make yourself happy and content and have it be a growth event. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are a lot of people who are not starting from that place of of like being able to accept this family of one sort of mindset. You know, these are the the, the people that they're single, but they don't want to be single. Those are the people who on Valentine's Day are like, oh, I'm single and I'm so sad about it. And Christmas makes them sad because they don't exactly have what they want in their lives yet. How do those people start to accept the family of one and relish it and have fun with it and start to really embrace it for themselves? So the first thing we have to talk about is being sad that you are single is a valid feeling. You and I are not saying you cannot be sad about being single. And people are single for serious, um, difficult reasons. And we want to be supportive and kind to those people. And healing is very important. And if it's your first Christmas alone or your first Christmas without your children, it does make me sad. That's sad. That's valid. But leave room in your heart, leave room in your expectations that it's a different Christmas this year. And you are with yourself for the rest of your life and for every Christmas to come. So how are you going to manage your feelings and expectations and still find some joy in it? And that's for people who may be healing from a relationship. And then there's also this very real feeling, which I felt for a long time, you're still single and you feel unchosen and addresses that I have to graduate to you know, marriage as a graduation stage, like I'll, it's getting to the next stage. I don't count. I'm still at the kid's table. Everybody else is a couple and I'm still by myself. That's just not true today. The age of getting married is between 27 and 32. That time before you get married is perfectly reasonable. 25% of millennials will never marry. The numbers are changing. So this leads us to the conversation of when someone says, so why are you single? We're talking about the person who maybe wishes they were in a partnership and haven't gotten into a partnership yet. When someone asks, who are you dating? They're asking about your safety, your security, and your community. That's what they're asking. So don't get mad at that question realize where it comes from and be kind about it. Now, if you're a person who's asking that question, I the better question to ask is, what's keeping you busy these days? What's making you happy these days? Because that's really what you're asking. Up until very, very recently, the biggest thing that was ever going to happen to you was getting married. And it's just not true anymore. Life has become expansive. We are, we have the internet, we have global travel, we live longer. This is a seismic shift in the human experience. This is not a Hallmark movie. I'm lonely and I won't be lonely when I get a man. We are talking about a revolutionary cultural shift. Even if you do find that person of your dreams in that partnership, that still shouldn't be the best day of your life. You should still have other 
goals and things. Many happy days. Yes. And go for those things. Yes. Whether that's traveling or getting a degree or just some other project that's really personal to you. Everyone, even if you're in a relationship, you should have that solo. You should have that thing that motivates you, that like inner thing that gives your life meaning. A million percent. And that can be a relationship. I am, please don't mistake. I am a marriage, family, kid person. I think that is wonderful. Anyone who has ever been like, do you think I should have a baby? I'm like, yes, have the baby, put it in a drawer for the first couple (laughs) months. You'll figure it all out. It's going to be great. You should do it. I am pro all those things. That wasn't my path, which is, and I know that, which is why I'm able to speak on this topic so genuinely and encouragingly. I've been at the Christmas and thought, I'll never be the lady of the house. I'll never be in charge of the dinner. I'll never be in. I was so sad about it. You have to be very specific about what makes you sad about not having a partner at Christmas. Yeah. What is it? I Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it is, it's that ritual. Like you don't have that person to bake the cookies with, or you don't have that person to decorate with, or that oh my god, the star on top of the tree with. I am going to take a survey of, uh, I'm going to go to the sports bar right now, and I'm going to be like, how many men here care about baking cookies? And it's going to be nobody. <laughs> what That is a well, false they maybe care about eating the cookies, but We all care about eating cookies. We open this <laughs> conversation with cookies are good. We're not holding anything against a cookie. But I am totally serious. I knew you were going to say baking cookies. Why would you want a man around during baking cookies anyways? I mean, um, not like that a, some like men a, are great cookie bakers. Yeah, I was going to say, like a Jacques you know what I'm saying? maybe you want him around when you're baking cookies. No, I mean, cookies, Jacques can like- come. <laughs> Scott Conan can come. I mean, any of the chefs can come. But you're, okay, so what, just to say, Andre, like, be so specific. If you're like, I can't bake cookies. Yes, you can. Right. Bake cookies. Decorate your house. Whatever. What is joyful about it? So one of the things that made me sad about Christmas is I was single and I wanted to be in charge of the dinner. I wanted to be the lady of the house. And I was serendipitously enough able to, and through my own gumption, I did private parties in private homes and I would hire myself out and I got to go into beautiful homes on the North shore of Chicago and the party happened outside and I got to do all the kitchen stuff. It was the greatest, but I had to be super specific with myself. Yeah. What is it that I want? And then I literally had to start a business to give that to myself. And it is one of the most fun things I've ever had. You wouldn't have been able to start the business if you hadn't been able to identify what it was that made you sad about the holidays. Because you you wouldn't have never put two and two together. You have to be incredibly specific. Clearly identified. If you're like, oh... I'm sad I'm not a mom and I wish I had kids. There are a million places to adopt a family. There are a million places that need daycare help at the holidays. There are foster families that need respite care so that the regular foster parents can have their own holiday and the kids can be taken care of. If you're saying, I wish I had a family, go find some little kids to take care of. I'm going to say it again. Clearly identify what is it very specifically. The holidays do bring up a lot of things around having children because it is a holiday all about this fictional character that we tell children about. It's like that magic and that wonderment. And that's such a a huge part of that feeling that we ascribe to the holidays. So yeah, identifying like, well, why? But why do you want to have kids? Because like, what is it about having kids that 
lights you up and what is right you know, what is that what does not having kids actually subtract from your life and it might be nothing because there might be other avenues that you can explore to to get that feeling that you're looking for or the action or the activity and if there's one group of people at christmas time that needs some help it's mothers of children <laughs> my cousin has five kids i'm actually going next thursday to visit them and we go to target and i follow behind her and i write the list and i help and i am part of that experience to support this person who is the parent. And I think for a lot of people, like the giving gifts part of it, that is part of it. Getting a great gift for a kid and watching how delighted they are when they open it on Christmas morning. Like There's that's, plenty of people to do that for. Right. That's definitely part of what you might be missing. But yeah, you don't actually have to have kids in order to give kids that experience. There's a line from either Cameron Diaz or Jennifer Aniston, who it must be Cameron Diaz, who said, I can have a kid anytime I want, which is so true because parents are like you would you like these children for an afternoon <laughs> come take them it's totally yeah. fine um but you have to make some decisions about what it is that you really want and you really want to experience so i will say that i was very specific that i always wanted to know what children are like i i knew pretty early on that i wasn't going to be a parent that that wasn't my calling but i i wanted to know the difference between a one-year-old and a four-year-old and what teenagers are like i always wanted to have those experiences and i've had that in my life and i had a conversation with someone else who's a lifetime single and she was like oh i don't care about that at all so you need to know that yeah and then you need to act upon it i mean yeah for me like i'm child free i'm not that interested in kids I'm fine that I don't really know the difference between a one-year-old and a four-year-old. Like if you look 36 at 36 people, like, call me eh. aunt. <laughs> 36, call me aunt. Yeah. And I'm an only That's child. a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of like children to yes. like, observe their development and help with their upbringing and be a part of their lives without having to do the whole parent thing. There's a theory in human history that one of the reasons that 20% or more of women have stayed single is that one of the things about our species that is so unusual is that a human baby is so helpless for so long. So they needed another set of helpers in yeah. the ant brigade. I really try to be a very involved ant, but I have six brothers and sisters. You're an only child. This is another example of know yourself and what you want. Right. And then the second step is have the standard for yourself that if there's something that you long for or wish for, you are going to make it happen in your life. And that does not have to be in the package of a partner. It can come in other packages until you find a partner. You don't have to make yourself miserable until you have that partner. And that partner is not going to make everything perfect. Oh my God. Comparison is the thief of joy. I was at a Christmas with a big extended family that loves Christmas. And one of the adults slept in and his wife was pregnant. And he said, this is the last time I'm going to sleep in on Christmas until years, 15 years, long time. That's how we should be thinking about our solo. What can I do that I won't be able to do in a partnership? Because that's how you become appreciative of where you are. Right. When you can see that there are amazing things about being single. Correct. It's not all doom and gloom. There is freedom in being single. There is that time to to learn about yourself that you might not get if you're in a, a partnership, or it's going to be harder to get when you're in. It's going to be hard. It's just, or you get it in a different way. But like the gloom and doom came from when you'd be eaten by a tiger if you didn't have a partner. From when you the man had all the money and he wasn't able to have a baby without. It has a very real 
history of why this happens. And now there's this narrative of the romantic love, having a partner, that's the most fulfilling relationship that you're ever going to be in, except maybe having children. And if you don't have those, then you're not actualized. You're not an actual person. You're missing out on something if you don't have those. But it's all about having that perspective and all about reframing it to, to not feel that lack. Agreed. It can feel like the partner is graduation. It's like that marker into adulthood. But right. there, are, there are so many other emotional things that you go through that mark the beginning of your true adulthood. You're fighting against all of this conditioning. People start to judge themselves based on that partner. No one chose me. So I'm worth less or my life is worth less or my time is worth less because I don't have the partner or the kids or all of those things. Those are the things that are going to add the value to me in society and in my own mind. And this is still very real. And it comes from back in the day when it was so imperative to get married. You were a little unchosen. You were sometimes the wacky aunt. You were the grumpy bachelor that nobody would hang up with. I think that's at the best. That's also part of the the witch trials. A lot of these women were single because single women were weird. So they were easy scapegoats because they were just already outside what a good person looks like to that society. I had someone say to me last week, oh, you're single. No one can stand you. Wow. Someone say that to me. That's um, <laughs> that that just to Horrifying. me, it's, it's also hilarious because who says that someone who is almost impossible to be around, right? Well, like, the, are they pro- the other, they're just projecting everything onto you? Like, <laughs> the other thing is, if you're married, you just talked one person into standing you, just right, one person, just one person. And this is not, I just like to repeat this this is not that marriage is bad or getting no, together no. or being in a partnership or rom- romantic love is wonderful. It's it just is. not the only game in it town. Is. Exactly. We Promise. have so much messaging about how wonderful romantic love is and how great, <laughs> but we don't have that equal message of like how great being single is. And it's sort of so, an antisocial thing to say we are fighting against this stereotype and we are just trying to sway the narrative to be able to include single people. We're not trying to exclude married people. We're not trying to exclude marriage as a wonderful thing. We're just trying to include single people in the wonderfulness of the vast array of human experiences. Right. And it's because the human experience has become so big and so expansive. And so it's just such a big life. It used to be your wedding day was the only day you got new clothes out on the plains yeah. when you were tapping maple syrup to survive the winter. I mean, <laughs> we're real far from that. Yeah, right. We we are. And, you know, some of it isn't great. Like being able to get new clothes whenever for $5 is, is also not like a, a great thing. But yes, like we, there, right. we can travel. You can get an education. You can pursue pretty much any anything that you want to you can invent things you can do research you can explore so we don't want to make our world to be small and the only thing in it is a man to validate a partner to that and this goes for both sexes a partner to validate us or to feel picked i want you to have a great big terrific solo and then if you want a partner go get one and the better your solo the better the rest of your life and you don't know how long a relationship's going to last. You don't know what 
life has in store for you. But if you truly approach your life as a family of one, as a valid family of one, and a, and really build a solo that makes you happy, it pays rewards forever. You have self-reliance. You're able to care for your own emotional health. You're able to identify what you like and what you need and how to satisfy yourself. It is it's a superpower. And Christmas, the holidays are a great place to start. So once we get to this place, it's not that like now everything is perfect. You enjoy your solo. You have this single life. You're still fielding these questions about your oh, personal life. You're, yes. you know, you're, you're still fielding these. And when you are in that place where you want to shout from the rooftops, I'm single. It's amazing. This has been a great experience. I've learned so much about myself. But everyone is still asking you are you seeing anybody new? Yeah. Where's when, your when, person? Right. When I'm are you going to get married? <laughs> right. First of all, there's a great clip from Michelle Obama where she says, you know, when you're single, they say, when are you getting married? When you're engaged, they say, when are you getting married? When you're married, they say, when are you having a baby? When you have a baby, when are you having three babies? This never ends. Yeah. You have three choices. You can deflect, you can attempt to connect, or you can reject. So deflection sounds like, she's you always ask me that. Or why are you asking? Or how's your relationship? Or I'm having some great adult time with new partners. When I have something to tell you, I'll let you know. Is that all you have to talk about? That's deflection. You can really take it head on and do a nudge back. And is that all you have to talk about? The second choice you have is to try and connect with the person. And this is where you want to remember that the person is coming from their caveman brain saying, are you secure? Are you safe? Are you, do you have a community? That's what they're asking. This is for your abuela. This is for your uncle. This is, and I, I'm sorry to invoke the Real Housewives of New York, but there's a fancy character and her name is Luann and she had a breakup and she was at this incredibly fancy party. She's stressed to the nine. She's a beautiful woman. And somebody says, you know, where's your boyfriend? And she says, oh, we broke up and I'm really sad about it. I'm really struggling. So I'm, I'm working on that. You're allowed to say, Jeez, I'm single this season and, and I'm struggling with it a little bit. That is connecting and being honest. And that is an option for you. And the final option is to just reject the premise. So are you single? Do you need some ice for your drink? Did you have the charcuterie board? Do you need a biscuit? I have to go to the bathroom. You just don't have to engage. If it makes you feel bad, just walk away from it. It is You, you can't get everybody on your team about this and just be prepared for it. So accept, deflect, try and connect or just reject the idea. The other thing I want you to remember is if you are single for a sad reason and it's it, you want it to stop you from going to a social event, it's like having a broken leg. If you were to walk into a party and someone were to say, you broke your leg, I knew that was going to happen because you don't know how to walk. You broke your leg, I could have predicted that. I never thought your leg was any good. What does that sound like? You're getting divorced. I never liked that guy. The person's trying to be nice, but that's an awful thing to say. Just recognize that those people are awful. There's not much we can do about them. Most people are going to say, I've had a broken leg. I've had heartache. I've had a hard time. I'm sorry. You're allowed to say, I I'm hurting and I'm having a struggle. And you can say it any way that you feel comfortable and the other person should meet you with empathy and sympathy. You can also throw a biscuit at their head. It's totally fine. You can just be like, <laughs> nope, not engaging. You know, that connection that can be also part of your solo and having a community of support that isn't that partner. You can get support from all of these other people. You can ask for it. 
And that's absolutely something that that can be part of the single experience is learning who is safe to talk to, learning who can actually support you, you know, and, and so, knowing who you can't lean on for support. A million, so I suffered through, I had a hard time with Christmas. I definitely blamed disliking Christmas and not having a partner for a long time. And they're two different things. I just don't like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the other holidays and I like Christmas cookies. But it's a separate problem. So I remember crying to a friend of mine, Christmas. She said, you know, I shared with my parents that you're sad about being single. And they were both like, huh, Mary Jelly is single. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Most people don't even notice. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone's very involved in their own lives. Right. This I it's thinking. a very specific friend of mine. Her dad was like, huh, she's single and she's sad about it. Huh. I never would have thought that. So you just don't, you just don't know. But these feelings are very real and they're very difficult. And I can definitely remember crying at Christmas and really struggling. And that's part of the road to hoe. And you want to want, there's plenty of people who cried about their relationships at Christmas. It's a tough time of year. Yeah. Brings a lot of things to a head. And that's good. That's sometimes growth is painful. Sometimes being a human is painful. And this is the holidays are one of those times. It's not all Norman Rockwell, Hallmark movie. It's an annual event. So it does make you think, what about last Christmas? What about next Christmas? Right. That's fair. Yeah. And it does force you into these situations with people that you have complicated histories with. Correct. Yeah. It's being single has its perks. Being in a relationship and being part of a family has its perks. There is no one perfect experience. No. And so you, enjoy you get, enjoy the path you're on right now. Enjoy the path you're on. Just enjoy the path that you're on. And you're allowed to say, I don't like being single, but you still got to make the best out of it. And if you don't yeah. want to do that and you think being single is dumb and I hate it, the only person who suffers is you. Being good at being being alone, being solo yeah. is part of being your best self. And it's a skill that will serve you forever. When you think these really specific fantasies, like, and then we're going to wake up and we're going to have matching pajamas. And then we're, how do you know right. you're not going to marry a fireman? And he's always away on Christmas. Yeah. How do you know you're not going to just, you're going to, you're going to shack up with someone who loves sleeping nude and is, <laughs> is anti-pajamas. Right. Not all. I mean, those people are weird. They're anti-pajamas, but they're <laughs> They're, they, I know they don't, exist. I know they don't exist. compare the worst of being single with the best of being in a couple. It is yeah. just the only person who suffers is you. I've definitely had a lot of these experiences in dating where someone is coming into this date with an expectation of what they want you to be like. Don't be that person who is bringing in this expectation of how you want someone else to act. They're never going to act like that. They're just never right. going to, they're never going to act like that. So reframe it this way. Hi, new partner. It's Black Friday. Do you want an Egg McMuffin? <laughs> See if they want I'm to be brought to get, into your tradition. I'm going to get an Egg McMuffin. You can come if you wish. <laughs> I mean, right, I just think then, this is so I think this is so obvious. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm a person who has an easy time being being alone. So that's another part of it. I Yeah. And me too. And that's why I wanted to make this episode because yeah, I, I have a pretty easy time being alone and I had, I did have my road coming to terms with being single, but now that I'm here, it does seem completely obvious that this is a good thing. It is a good right. thing to love being single. So if someone isn't quite there yet. Let's give them a little bit of help. You gave us some examples of scripts that they can use to deflect, but let's give some scripts or some coping techniques for some specific so, things that might come up during the holidays. 
let's talk about being lonely. Yeah. So being lonely is part of being human. I did not think it was specific to being single, but lonely is a an issue. So there's two different things that we have to talk about when we talk about being lonely. One is just having a lonely moment and one is having a lonely life. So if you have a lonely life, the first thing you have to do is set a standard for yourself that that is not acceptable. I am not going to be a lonely person. And then you have to know yourself enough to know what you find energizing and what you find draining when it comes to batting combating loneliness. Do you want to go to the clubity club and dance with all your friends and you need to be with a million people to really feel a part of a community? Or do you just need a couple of close friends and you want to go to dinner? Do you need a lot of time with one person? Only you can answer those questions. And then you have to figure out how to give that to yourself. So some really easy, specific things to do are to get some rituals going that involve other people. So the things that I'd like to recommend are um, every Saturday between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're going to take yourself out to breakfast. Every Sunday night, you're going to go to the gym and go to the last yoga class they have. And you do not need to do something that's socially intimidating. You don't have to host a party. You don't have to start a charity. It can be as simple as going out in public and appreciating the other people. Right. There's all these families here and people are having a good time. And this reminds me that we're all human and that's important. If you're having sort of a lonely moment and those are going to hit during the holidays, you can get real busy and act and distract. And you can say, I'm going to write a novel in December. Actually, you can write a novel in, I think it's November in 30 days. I'm going to, what is it called? NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. You can do that in November. (laughs) You can say, I'm going to work out every day. You can really, I'm going to make a million cookies and give them to a million people. You can act and distract. The other option is you can say, this is a lonely Christmas. I'm going to have a quiet Christmas. I'm really going to be very careful what I take on. And I'm going to see what the quiet and the rest, what those, what lies for me in that think time because the loneliness helps us those down times help us appreciate the up times and they help us appreciate the next time when things are better or times in the past when things have been better so it's the that loneliness and those hard feelings they they're there to give you perspective and there is if we go up to 10,000 feet there is the thought of if lonely at christmas is the worst thing if you have your health, if you have your wellness, we live in America where we're free. We have a refrigerator, we have heat, we have all those things. Take yourself to that place and really encourage your own gratitude because that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. And I'm not so saying any of those things are easy. <laughs> are no, hard. no, they, they are. are. Yeah. Especially when you feel like that's the worst thing. Let's talk a little bit about like, so you you just know you're spending the holidays alone. Let's talk just a little bit about that experience, what you can say to people when they're like, oh, you're spending the holidays alone. I'm so sorry. If you have a free night, it's just like any other party for one. That's what I call it. Party for one. I want you to, if you have a, if if it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving and you think you should have some big social plan and you're spending the night by yourself and it has some meaning for you and it's not just like a regular Saturday night, then it has meaning for you and you have to make it nice for yourself. And I encourage people to start their thinking with, if your grandma or your favorite friend were coming to spend the evening with you, 
what, what would you do? What would you wear? How would you do the house? What would you eat? What would you? And then think, is that going to make me happy? Which should I do something like that? I hosted Thanksgiving and I bought, you know, Thanksgiving for all the people. And then I knew I was going to have the next night free. And I bought a strip steak and I was like, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to cook a steak for myself. I bought an expensive piece of meat. I'm a meaty. I like expensive <laughs> Meat. You like some good that, meat. That was my that was my <laughs> treat, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so I'll have that Saturday night, and then oh, I can have steak and eggs the next day. Oh, that's going to be so great." The same way you would if you were with a partner. Oh, hey, we have Saturday night after Thanksgiving. What do you feel like doing? You have these resources: your time, your leisure time, your money, your enjoyment. You have these resources and you have to decide how you're going to spend them just the way you do in a couple. And I'm just encouraging people who are single to very practically do that for themselves. And if it just looks like I'm going to take a hot shower and have fresh sheets and watch Ray Donovan and that makes you happy, then do it and let it make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so simple, but I think we just all need to hear it. It's yeah. really hard. I, I am so close to that feeling of being so sad. Christmas, I'm alone at Christmas again. Right. I actually moved to, I actually bought a second home in Florida at the beach in October. And then I spent Christmas and it was like, oh, Christmas. And then I remember losing it. I'm living where the old people live. I'm going to be by myself forever. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh my God. It was crying in the parking lot. Yeah. 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 So this is real. This is real. Yeah, it's absolutely real, but it is manageable and even enjoyable. And there's a podcast going on with two women similar to you and I talking about my husband drove me crazy that one time on that Christmas and I was crying in the parking lot. It all happens <laughs> in the public's parking lot. Everybody's crying and in the parking lot. They're just I different mean, reasons. Everybody's just crying different. in the parking lot. It's a lot. hard time of year. It's just a hard time of year. <laughs> yeah. It's work, but this isn't revolutionary. There is no secret to this. It is just spending that time with yourself and knowing yourself. And then doing the thing for yourself that makes you yeah. and happy. Some people, I'm stealing this from The Lazy Genius, which is an excellent book. And one of the things she talks about is like, what will your future self like? So when it comes to the day after Christmas, what is your future self going to like that you've done? When January 1st comes, are you going to be like, oh, I didn't do anything between Christmas and New Year's? Or are you going to be like, oh, I took up this hobby. I. It does not have to be some grandiose thing. It has to be what you like. Yeah. And you're allowed to try some stuff and not like it and say, this was terrible. I made a fancy dinner for myself and I hated it. You're allowed to say that. Yeah. But you're not going to know until you try it. Yeah. That's all. That's just all part of the journey to get to know yourself. And we're just in a new time where that's part of the human experience because yeah. our safety is taken care of. Our security is taken care of. Our We have food in the refrigerator. We have, So all these things are taken care of. So now we get to kind of a more intellectual experience. Yes. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a change in humanity. I really do think it is. And we all just lived through a global pandemic and we did have this time to reevaluate like what we got taken away from our quote unquote real lives for a second. And then now we're slowly getting back to them and going like, well, I used to do this before, but now it doesn't make me happy anymore. Or that used to be really important to me, but that's not valuable to me anymore. I don't know what the stats are, but how many people broke up with their partner after the pandemic? Right. Yeah. How many people you know? said, like, right, this this relationship isn't making me happy? I, I felt pretty good during the pandemic. I I like alone time, so I did okay. 
Yeah, I and also I live do at the beach, day. so you can be outside. You Same. live someplace yeah. warm. Warm yeah. makes a big difference. Warm makes a big difference. Yeah, it does make a big difference. But I you know there are ways to do this if you are stuck inside, or you know you can either stay inside, or you can learn to like love some kind of snow sport. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota when I was a kid. I was going to say those like, Minnesotans have that beach. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You go. You go. Uh, you can go ice fishing if you live in a cold enough place. You can go ice fishing. You can get a little shack. And you can sit by a hole in the water and you can catch people love it. Yeah. The other thing is, I feel like there's a lot of holiday activities that are just fine for somebody by themselves. I mean, I think so. I I will concede, you know, going to dinner by yourself is a little bit of a trick, but, you know, a holiday movie or baking or decorating or looking at the lights or looking are just fine by yourself. There's sometimes they're even better. Like if you want to look at lights, like when are you done looking at lights? Is there, you know, is there a house that you're right. like, this is boring and I don't want to look at this anymore? Or is this, there one that you're like, oh, I love this and I just want to sit here and soak in how this feels right now? So that's the, I only have to listen to my own vibe upside of being single. Yeah. And yeah. there's lots of people who were with cranky partners and then become single and they're like, this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> I should have post this and someone come out and they were like, I have half the problems I had than when I had a partner. Like being single is great. So <laughs> it's all about perspective. Yeah. Perspective. And you can find joy in any situation. Being in a a million percent partnership, being a part of a big family or those times when you don't have those things and you find so much that you didn't even know was there. And people have all kinds of Christmas rituals. There's Chinese food. There's I know one family that does snowballing with oranges. You want to come up with as your own personal ritual or treat. Remember, it's just about something festive, something you look forward to, something out of the ordinary. That's all that it is. Apparently yeah. my life, that's an Egg McMuffin. <laughs> I mean, it meets all the criteria. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something I not... do all the time. Right. So I look and forward it, to. And it's like, it's kind of like a warm, cozy thing. And that does signal to me, like, this is the beginning of like winter and the cozy right. season. Some people like right. the, some people like the pumpkin spice latte and you like the Egg McMuffin. Oh, I mean, I definitely have a pumpkin spice latte, but I have a very specific, I only drink it right, with there's one a, person. Yeah. You have a ritual for your pumpkin spice latte. I can't be having that every day. <laughs> no, no. Oh, the, one of the other things that I'm doing, I can't believe it, how excited I am about this. I like the flavored coffee and Target makes flavored coffee advent calendar. There are so many more now than there used to be. It used to just be like a plastic tray with chocolates in it. Now you can get wine, candles, coffee whatever you want. How great is that? Like you don't, that's not something you do usually is sample a different flavor of something, the same thing for 12 days or 24 days or whatever. Right. I don't think advent calendars are a group activity. I think they can totally be a solo activity. Totally can be a solo activity. It's a treat for yourself. I think you can give yourself gifts. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I love this. Well, thank you so much for sharing all these coping techniques, all this wisdom for surviving the holidays as a single. Uh, You know, one of the first things you said was big feelings and it really is a big feeling time of year, no matter what your circumstances. Yeah. So a little extra care with yourself and a little extra thought on these things are. Yeah. It'll go a really long way in getting us the next year and really just hitting the ground running, feeling great. Yes. Actually, January 1st is the number one day for dating websites. Because yes, people it is. spend the holidays yeah. by themselves and they're like, I'm going to get 
on it and meet somebody, which is totally valid as long as you're also making some New Year's resolutions to be great at being single. Yeah, totally agree. You can do uh, both. You can do both. Yeah. No, I, dating is only going to be fun when you enjoy being by yourself as well. Otherwise, right. it's just like slog. And I've totally been there. Every date is like, can't this just be the one? Because I'm so sick of doing this, <laughs> which is not a healthy way to approach dating. I feel like that was on Sex in the Cities, yeah. <laughs> I'm Where sure is he? A very universal <laughs> reaction to being single and dating. But we're changing this. We're changing yeah. this. Slowly. No, yeah. The, the society is changing. The change yeah. has happened and we're catching up. Yeah. And we are spearheading this change. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Please remind us where we can find you, can find your book. Uh, well, if you'd like to hear how my coffee experience goes, add Enjoy Your Solo on Instagram. It's always an uplifting, positive message there. Also on TikTok at Enjoy Your Solo. And the book, also Enjoy Your Solo, is on Amazon. That's great. I will link to everything in the show notes. Merry Solo Christmas. Merry Solo Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely. You too. Great to talk to you. And this was super awesome. Thanks. Yes, this was. Thank you. You can find us online, spinsterlife.com. You can listen to the podcast online, spinsterlifepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at living the spinster life. And you can sign up for the Substack newsletter. We are the spinster life on Substack. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. <laughs>